Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. This is a live, interactive Bible study where we can connect with Christ and community daily and deeply. Join us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we read a chapter of the Bible, pray, and share our reflections. Whether you are joining live or on the replay, I know God will meet you here. I also want to invite you to the Faith Mamas Tribe app. This is a free app where women of faith can connect, be encouraged, and have their faith strengthened. It's the online social space I know you've been looking for. So make sure to do three things before we start. One, subscribe to this channel. Two, share this with a friend. And three, download the app. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Now let's dive in today's Mornings with Jesus. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mornings with Jesus. I hope you are doing well this morning or whatever time it is that you are here with us. My name is Dominique Young, and this is the Faith Mama's Tribe, where we read the Bible every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then you could also listen to the replay on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on all those places. Um, so hello to everybody that's here live and hello to everybody joining on the replay. But before we jump into today's chapter, which is Joshua chapter three, I've got to say good morning to some of my friends that I see here live this morning. Good morning, Miss Margaret. Good morning, Latrice. Good morning, <clears throat> excuse me. Ooh. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Lilith. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning, Brooke. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Shanda. Good morning, Raquel. Good morning, Lashana. Good morning, CJ. Good morning, Kalina. Kalina said these devotions have been such a challenge, but in a good way. It's just been wonderful to dig in the gospel together like this keeps me motivated to stay plugged in. Praise God. Good morning, Shabrina. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, good day, Anastasia. Good morning, Donita. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, April. Good morning, Bailey. Uh, <laughs> good morning, good morning. Good morning, Natalia. Good morning. Oh, you guys like my sweatshirt, y'all. Our furnace isn't working. <laughs> So I'm like all bundled up under here. I'm like, which which sweatshirt is the warmest? Our furnace is supposed to be getting fixed today. Um, it went out. Yet, well, it was like leaking gas yesterday or something like that. So thank you for liking my sweatshirt. Woohoo! Uh, I'm definitely bundled up this morning. <laughs> so good morning, y'all. Good morning, Cheyenne. Good morning, Donna, Le Donna Lenita. Let me know if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. Y'all know I don't like to do that. Good morning, Natalia. Good morning, Allison. Hey, sis. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning, Roma. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited to see y'all this morning. Colina says, how do you get yourself together so early in the morning? Look, y'all, pajamas, pajamas on the bottom, <laughs> a shirt that's, that's, uh, presentable enough on the top. So uh, let let this not fool you. <laughs> Dominique is not ready. I rolled out of bed, threw on the warmest clothes I could find and kept my pajamas on. <laughs> so that is where I am this morning. Y'all, I'm so excited to be here with you guys this morning. You know how we like to start 
out our time. What are you grateful to God for? What are you grateful to God for this morning? What are you grateful to God for this morning? <laughs> Y'all say, come on, cheat code. <laughs> one eye open. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Lindsay, with one eye open. Hey, one eye open is good. Amen. Audrey says, I'm so grateful for the power of God's word. It will never fail you when you open your heart and allow it to work. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Margaret says, grateful for this day with you all. Amen. We're grateful that you are here, Miss Margaret. I love Miss Margaret. Bevy says, I love you all. And you have no idea how you all encourage me. And you encourage us. We are just so grateful to walk this journey alongside alongside you. Audrey says, I'm so grateful for the power of God's word. It never fails you when you open your heart. Amen. Lilith says, I'm grateful to God for being God. Amen. Glory, honor, power, and praise belong to him. Amen. Erica says, I'm probably going to say it. Every time I'm grateful for faith, mamas. Amen. We are grateful for you, sis. Amen. April says, grateful for spring. Come on through. I know that's right. Come on now. Amen. Bailey says, I'm grateful to God for guiding me into something new. Instead of questioning and being scared of the transition, I'm letting God lead me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heidi says, I'm grateful for sleep and waking refreshed. Amen. Mary says, I'm grateful for this platform and for your obedience, sis, Dominique. Oh, praise God. I'm grateful for you, sis, man. I'm telling you, I'm just so grateful for each and every one of y'all. Y'all have no idea. Amen. Allison says, I'm grateful for God's word. Amen. Come on. Janice says, I'm grateful for rest and God's grace to teach me how to do it. Yes. To teach me how to do it. And the ability to have grace with myself to learn. Amen. Yes. Shabrina says, I'm grateful to God for his love and keeping power. Brooke says, thank you, Lord, for a new day and leaving us the living word to help us through life. Yes. Brandy says, I'm grateful for the change God is doing in my marriage. Come on. Nydia says, good morning. I'm grateful for times with family and please pray for safe travels for my kids. I'll catch up on the replay. Tell your kids, Lisa, hey, sis. Amen. Father God, we lift their family up as they travel. Lord, that you would protect them as they go in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bailey says, I'm grateful for God to God for speaking in dreams. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Latrice says, grateful to God for PTO time. I will be going back in bed for a few hours after our time together. I love it. I know that's right. You woke up to hang out with us going back to bed. I love that. That's awesome. Mary says, I'm grateful for my husband and the move of God. I'm grateful for the ability to work out physically and spiritually. Hallelujah. Medea says, I'm grateful for the press and being able to dig into God's word with you ladies. I'm grateful too. I'm grateful too. Donita says, I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. A lot of good heart tugging lately. Honey, honey, me too, sis. I know that's right. Joanne says, I'm grateful for God for rain in South Carolina that relieves some of the pollen. Oh, yes. Yes, that's awesome. Bevy says, I'm grateful to God for his presence in my life. I'm thankful for all the people 
who walk this journey, this life journey. It's not easy, but it's doable. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Heather says, grateful to God for his grace and mercy towards me. Mm, yeah. Colina says, I've been sick all week with the cold, woke up, and now I'm coming out of the other side. Nothing like feeling grateful after being sick, feeling so blessed, headache dripping, sore nose, sore, uh, headache, Headache, dripping nose, sore nose, sore throat free. Amen. Hallelujah. Unique says, thankful for God's guidance. Hallelujah. Anastasia says, yes, I'm thankful for this group. It has really helped my spiritual walk and I see God in every aspect of my life. Amen. Amen. Natalia says, grateful for God's direction. I would be messier. I would be a messier mess without him. <laughs> I would be a messier mess. Me too. <laughs> I would be a messier mess without him. Uh, Trisha says, I'm grateful to God for giving me life and waking me up this morning. I'm grateful that God never lets anything in my life go to waste because he uses it all. Hallelujah. Roma says, grateful for sweet sleep and waking up with a song of my heart. Amen. Ellen says, grateful for the places of poverty in ourselves that let us learn to give everything to God. Ooh. Let me read that again. Grateful for the places of poverty in ourselves that let us learn to give everything to God. Mm. Lindsay says, I'm grateful for new mercies this morning. Amen. Amen. CJ says, grateful to God for new opportunities. I was offered a position to moderate and contribute in a brand new community for chronic uh, chronic hives it, or chronic illness hives. It's a, it debuts in the spring. God is so good. Amen. Barb says, good morning. I'm grateful when I got up to hit snooze. I thought about being grateful. So blessed. God approves. I'm up. Amen. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bella says, I'm grateful. I'm up and ready to learn and learn more in God and lean more into God's wisdom. Amen. Amen. Mary says, I'm grateful for my daughter's boldness in middle school, her first year. And my God, I am learning how God is working in her. Amen. Jocelyn says, good morning. Grateful to be up early enough to join on time. Praise the Lord. We're glad to see you. Colina says, grateful my baby is being so good right now. He is like kind of sleeping, kind of awake. <laughs> I know that stage and moving, being so good. He's like, mom, I know this time is important to you. So I'm going to hang out in my crib. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. 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 Y'all, my nose is doing its own thing this morning. But I am so grateful along with you guys. Let me share. I am grateful, guys. I told you guys a little bit ago that um, I had a devotional um, plan accepted to, into you version. So um, in a few weeks or months, I don't know, um, there will be a devotional plan by Dominique. Um, called Look Again, Learning to See God in Life's Storms. So I'm really grateful for that opportunity and I can't wait um, to see what happens, to see what God does. I pray that God uses it uh, to, to, to reach people and to, to encourage people. So I'm just very grateful. I'm very, very grateful, y'all. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right, you guys. Well, we are getting ready to jump into Joshua chapter three. This morning, we're getting ready to jump into Joshua chapter three this morning. So let us go ahead and pray 
as we prepare to jump in. All right, here we go. Oh, Shelly says, good morning, ladies. She says, I'm grateful God is working on me. He has brought me from a long way. Sis, I know, I know that long way. Me too, me too. Still bringing me, still long way. I love it, I love it. Let's go ahead and pray in as we prepare to jump into Joshua chapter three this morning. Here we go. Ah, Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, so much for the opportunity to be here with one another, to learn alongside each other, God. Lord, we thank you so much that we know that you are present. We've we've seen you in these morning studies, Lord God, and we've, we are so grateful for all that you've already done. And we look forward to seeing how you're going to lead us this morning. Lord God, we we just lean into you. We ask you to lead us and guide us and show us what it is that you want us to see. Help us to see you as we read the scriptures. Lord God, help us to understand your character. Help us to understand the way that you do things. Um, and Lord God, just open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds to you, to know you better, to learn to love you better. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right, guys, we're getting ready to jump into Joshua chapter three. I will be reading from the CSB translation, but if this is your first time studying the scriptures with us, this is how we do it. We read it the chapter twice through. The first time we read it, we soak it all in. We we think about the picture in our mind. The second time we take out our pens, our highlighters, we highlight key words, we write little notes in the margins or in our journals. And then we move into a time of personal reflection and then into a time of corporate reflection. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you are absolutely in the right place. Again, I'll be reading from the CSB translation, but you can feel free to read from whatever translation you have available to you. Here we go. Joshua chapter three. Joshua chapter three. Joshua started early the next morning and left the Acacia Grove with all the Israelites. They went as far as the Jordan and stayed there before crossing. After three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, carried by the Levitical priests, you are to break camp and follow it. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourself and the Ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go, for you haven't traveled this way before. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Then he said to the priests, carry the Ark of the Covenant and go on ahead of the people. So they carried the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. The Lord spoke to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel. So they will know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Command the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. Then Joshua told the Israelites, come closer and listen to the word of the Lord, your God. He said, 
you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly dispossess before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gergesites, Amorites, and Jebusites. When the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of the whole earth goes ahead of you into the Jordan. Now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe. When the feet of the priests who carried the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, come to rest in the Jordan's water, its waters will be cut off. The water flowing downstream will stand up in a mass. When the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people. Now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carried the Ark reaching the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarethan. The water flowing downstream into the Sea of Arabath, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off and the people crossed opposite Jericho. The priest carrying the Ark of the Lord's covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Hmm. Let's read this one more time. Joshua started early the next morning and left the Acacia Grove with all the Israelites. They went as far as the Jordan and stayed there before crossing. After three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God carried by the Levitical priests, you are to break camp and follow it. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourself and the Ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go for you haven't traveled this way before. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Then he said to the priests, carry the Ark of the Covenant and go on ahead of the people. So they carried the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. The Lord spoke to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. So they will know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant when they reach the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. Then Joshua told the Israelites, come closer and listen to the words of the Lord your God. He said, you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly dispossess before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. When the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of the whole earth goes ahead of you into the Jordan, now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe. When the feet of the priest who carried the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, come to rest in the Jordan's water, its water will be cut off. The water flowing downstream will stand up in a mass. When the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people. Now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carrying the Ark 
reached the Jordan. Their feet touched the water at its edge and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarathan. The water flowing downstream into the Sea of Araba, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off and the people crossed opposite Jericho. The priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Hmm. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to read Joshua chapter three this morning. And Lord, we ask that as we go into a time of personal reflection and into a time of corporate reflection, that you would lead and guide our reflection time. That you would show us what it is that you want us to see. Lord, that you would draw us closer to you. And that you would help us to, to hear you and to see you through your scriptures, through what our other sisters share. Lord God, that you would just give us an even fuller picture of who you are. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's take a few moments to reflect on Joshua chapter three personally, and then we will come back and reflect on this chapter corporately. Here we go. All right, we are back and we are getting ready to jump into a time of corporate um, reflection. So feel free to type in any thoughts, comments, wonderings, questions, anything into the chat. Uh, and because, you know, the interesting thing about it is sometimes we think, oh, I don't know if I should share this. I don't know. But I'm telling you, it adds to the conversation and it helps us to see a fuller picture of God. Before we jump in, I want to give a little bit of context just in case you did not read Exodus with us or have never read Exodus. So Joshua is basically coming in after Moses. Moses um, is the one that led the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of Egyptian slavery. They were in for over 400 years. And when, when Moses led them out of slavery, they had to cross uh, the Red Sea. And this is the first time that we see God doing something like parting a sea. He parts the Red Sea and they go across the Red Sea on dry ground. And now we see again, here is Joshua 
Joshua is finishing what Moses started, which is now Joshua is taking the children of Israel from the wilderness into the promised land. And, and now we see God doing a similar miracle where he is parting the Jordan. Um, so yes, this is just so awesome. So we see a lot of parallels between Joshua and Moses, and we see that God is saying, hey, I want to establish you, Joshua, as a leader of Israel, and I'm going to show them that I'm with you. And the way that he's doing this is by doing a similar sign that he did in the previous generation with Moses. So whoo. I just wanted to give that background just in case you never read Exodus so you can see where these stories are kind of linked together. There's so many links, but that's one big one that we see in this particular chapter. Bailey says, verse four is for me. Come on. This area is new, but don't go ahead of God. Come on. I don't know where I'm going, but if God leads me, I'll know exactly where to go because God is leading me. My God, come on. And in that verse, it, it says, don't, it says, keep your distance of about a thousand yards. So it's like, don't try to run up on God, peek over his shoulder, figure out what he's doing. Keep your distance for about a thousand yards so that you can see clearly where the ark is so that you're not all up on it and, and your, your vision is all messed up. Go back a little ways and follow the ark. My goodness. CJ says, verse 14 through 17 stood out to me. The description makes me feel like I'm there and I can actually see this happening. This is amazing. Yeah, come on, let's go there. 14, yeah, so this is where they broke camp. This is when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people. So that, first of all, that's huge. The priests go first, right? So the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people and the Jordan overflowed its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priest carrying the Ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in mass, in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a sea next to Zarethan, the water flowing downstream into the Sea of Araba, the Dead Sea was completely cut off and the people crossed opposite Jericho. The priest carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground, in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people at this point crossing on dry ground. Donitas is verse 13 and 16. Until I studied this, I had no idea that a parting of water happened again for the Israelites. Yes, it happened again. So two times, a lot of times we talk about Moses, but it happened again with Joshua. Genesis verse four and 17, God goes before us and shows us the way, then stands in the midst of it with us as we cross through the trials, keeping us safe. Come on. Whew. Heidi says verse 15, when God goes before us, there is nothing that can stand in our way. Come on, y'all. Y'all are pulling out some timeless truths. This is how you read the Old Testament. What do you do when you read the Old Testament? First, you look at the story for what it is. Don't add to it, right? Don't take away. You look at the story for what it is. Understand the context of what it is. And then what do you do? You take out what's called the timeless truths from the chapter that extends throughout the scriptures. Remember, much, much of the Old Testament is what we call descriptive. 
not prescriptive. It's describing something that happened. So this is not saying, hey, you know, I want to cross to the other side. So I need to just put my foot in the water and God's going to part the sea. No, because if God didn't say he was going to do that, he's not going to do that. And he's not bound to do that because he didn't say he was going to do that. So what am I to take from this? I take timeless truths out of someone else's testimony. And, and, and this is how we deal with other people's testimonies as well. Can we just say that real quick? We may hear a testimony from someone else and want to take that testimony and, and walk in it for our own life, but that's their testimony, not ours, but it can teach us timeless truths, right? It can teach us timeless truths. So for instance, we have may have a sister who has a testimony about how um, how she had, like for me, for instance, I had a, a VBAC, what they call a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean. And somebody might say, oh, I want to have a VBAC. So let me take her testimony and apply it to my life. That's not how testimonies work, but I can take the timeless truth. What is the timeless truth? That God will be faithful to his word, that God will do what he said he's going to do. So I need to look for God's word in my life. So that's how we interact with the Old Testament and with when we hear people's testimonies in general, we learn about who God is and we pull the timeless truths like Janice is pulling the timeless truth here where she says that God will stand in the midst of it with us and he will, as we cross through the trials, he will keep us safe. This is a timeless truth that we see pulled throughout scripture and that we see in our own lives, right? So y'all come on now, we pulling out these truths. Heidi also pulls out one. She says, verse 15, when God goes before us, there's nothing that can stand in our way. This is a timeless truth that's pulled throughout scripture. Again, she says, when God goes before us. So that is first, God got to be there going before us. And then nothing can stand in our way. Come on. Lilith says the whole chapter, it's like in Exodus, but this time it's not the rod. It's the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Come on. Woo! Come on. Audrey says, now God is giving specific instructions to Joshua to give the pe people past the baton. Come on. Woo. Shabrina says, verse four, how blessed we are. We no longer have to stand at a distance. God calls us to draw near. Come on. <laughs> Colina says, I wonder how old Joshua was being second in command to Moses. Hmm. I'm not sure. You can look that up. Yeah, look that up. Bailey says, verse 15, the water is still flowing. There is a step of faith here. God said he would stop the water from flowing as the priests are walking up to the river. The water is still moving. It's not until the priest's feet touch the water, come on, that the water stops moving and they can walk on dry ground. Sometimes God is asking us to act first before he steps in. Woo! It's not until the priest's Foots, the, the feet of the priest hit the water. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brandy says, verse 15 through 17, the water rose up and covered them like a protective mask. So it rose up on both sides like this, right? Tall. So it stopped it tall like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Medea says, come closer so, so that you can hear the Lord. Makes me think of drawing near to the Lord to increase your faith. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cherie says, crossing through the water on dry ground. Sounds familiar. Come on. And if I'm not mistaken, this is a much bigger body of water. Hmm. I got to look into that. That's interesting. All right. Come on now. Come on now. 
Come on now. Verses, verse 16. So you mean to tell me there's another parting of water? There's another parting of water, y'all. There's another parting of water. And why does God do this? He does this to establish Joshua. He does this to establish Joshua as a leader. At this point, he's like, look, I'm with Joshua just like I was with Moses. Just like I was with Moses. And he's establishing him as the leader as they go into the promised land. D says, this chapter really drills in the fact that God will pave the way if we are patient and await his instructions, uh, him instructing us to move. I'm thankful I experienced this beautiful fact back in 2017 with taking a job. Come on. Now, you see how we pull, this is how you read the Old Testament. You dig in and then you pull out those timeless truths, right? And this is what she says. She says, hey, this chapter drills in the fact that God will pave the way if we are patient and await him instructing us to move. Is this a pattern we see throughout scripture? Yes, it is. That we wait for the word of the Lord and he and be patient for his word and he will do what he said he will do. Amen. Allison says, when it seems impossible, God will make away. And very often throughout scripture, we see that what God is calling us to do appears impossible, but with God, it's possible. My goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bailey says the ark is big enough to see from a thousand feet away. (laughs) And they got to carry it. Sharice mm. says the first time they were scared and wanted to go back to Egypt. This time it seemed like they walked through with boldness. They remembered the goodness of God getting them through before. And guess what? What, what we have to realize most of all of these people that were walking through this body of water, they were kids or maybe not even born when they did it the first time. And so the stories that their parents told about this impacted the way that they walked through the water this time. The things they learned from the generation before impacted the boldness in which they walked through the water this time. Mm-hmm. So so some of the things that your parents, that your kids see you going through, it impacts them and gives them the ability to walk through boldly when it's their turn. Because these kids, these, this was the next generation. This wasn't the same generation that walked through the first time. This was the next one that watched their parents or weren't even born yet. Woo-wee. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Colleen says, what does sanctify yourself actually mean? Then she looked it up and she said, I looked at the word. It means to be set apart, dedicated to God, blessed, made holy. Yep, some say sanctify, some say consecrate the same thing, right? Set apart, dedicated to God. And in if we look into Leviticus and things, it talks about how do they do that? They abstain from sex and they do a couple of things to consecrate themselves, to kind of set themselves and say, basically say, hey, I'm here for God's purposes and God's purposes alone. Amen. Lilith says when with when God is in it, we can accomplish it. Come on. 
Can we think about, oh my God, this is so good. We've got to remember that though. Both those things go together. When God is in it, we can accomplish it. When God goes before us, he will protect us. When God, So we have to understand that that part comes first. A lot of times we want to run ahead of God and then be like, okay, God, can you fix it? And I mean, there's plenty of times where he does that. But the order of things is that God needs to be first, going first, and we need to be keeping our eyes on God. Hallelujah. Latrice says, sanctify yourselves. Tomorrow God will work wonders. Set yourselves apart for God. Come on. Come on. Erica says, Exodus tells us the process that had to be done before Jesus. Yep. The process of consecration. She says, whoo, it was not easy. Let me look that chapter up. I love this, y'all. Y'all are going into the scripture. Like, let me look the chapter up where it talks about the consecration and how what they had to do. It won't easy. It won't easy. That's for sure. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 This is so good. God is so good. Trisha says, verse five, the people couldn't follow the Ark of the Covenant or cross over the Jordan in any condition. They had to sanctify themselves. Uh, it reminds me of a sermon Michael Todd preached about leaving. Yeah, leaving your baggage behind for the new level of season in your life. Ooh, come on. Come on. Heidi says Joshua would have been late 60s, early 70s, most likely. That makes sense. Okay. Joshua would have been late 60s, early 70s, most likely. Mm. This is awesome. Latrice says, I love how the priest stayed in the middle of the Jordan holding the Ark of the Covenant until all the people crossed. Until all the people crossed. Hallelujah. Until all the people crossed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colleen says, so, so I'm jumping around. There's so many good things here. There's so many good things here. I don't want to miss anything, but I know I'm missing some stuff, but it's so good. Woo-wee, y'all are going in in these comments. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll down. Okay. Um, Colleen says, so how do we sanctify ourselves today? And would we use those words it is, there is a lot in that chapter. Okay, so how do we sanctify ourselves today and how do we use those words? So we so we are sanctified through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. We are consecrated, set apart, set aside for the work of God when we accept Jesus Christ. So we are set apart. The interesting thing about how they, but also there might be something that God asks us to do in a particular instance, right? He might say, hey, I need you to spend time in prayer. I need you to do this. I need you to do that, right? And so we want to make sure that we are attuned to what God wants in a season of our life. But we, once we are, um, once we are saved through Christ, we are set apart for the work of Christ. Now, one interesting thing that Christ says is to, to the disciples, he doesn't say make converts when he, when he sends them out, he says, make disciples. So there is a, there is a process of discipleship that we undergo to learn how to follow Christ so that our life lines up in the following of Christ and lines up in how to be set apart for God. 
But a lot of what the Old Testament that we see in the Old Testament is really a shadow or a mirror, uh, a shadow, a foreshadow of what Jesus Christ will do in our lives and how Jesus Christ would do things in our life. Also, we talk about the repentance of we repent from sin, we turn away from sin and we walk with Christ. So that is what basically this consecration looks like. They turn away from all their their fleshly desires. They turn away from all the things that they want and they follow God is basically what this big demonstration of what they had to do really represents in our lives today. That's such a good question. That's such a good question. Allison says, God won't take you where the grace of God won't protect you. Come on, Allison. If he is leading you somewhere, trust him. Trust that he will make a way and he will open doors no man can close. Can we read that one more time? God won't take you where the grace of God won't protect you. God won't take you where the grace of God won't protect you. If he is leading you somewhere, trust him. Trust that he will make a way. He will open doors. No man can close. And trust God's timing. Joshua was with Moses, but Joshua had never parted a red, part of the sea before. Joshua was with Moses, but Joshua had never been able to do these things, these signs and wonders before. Why? Because it wasn't the time for Joshua and for God to do this through Joshua. This is one of the things that we have to recognize throughout scripture is that it's God who does the miracle. It's God who does the miracle. It's not Joshua. It's not Moses. It's God who does the miracle at the time in which the miracle needs to be done. It's God who does the miracle at the time in which the miracle needs to be done. And a lot of times we're thinking, okay, well, if I, if I can conjure it up, if I can be good enough to do the miracle, no, no, no. It's God who does the miracle when it needs to be done. So we have to trust, we have to trust God, even with that. We have to trust God's timing. We have to trust God that when it's time for him to do what he wants to do in our lives, that he will be there and he will do what needs to be done. And before that, we trust him. Joshua couldn't go out like after he saw Moses. Oh, Moses parted the Red Sea. Let me go out and start practicing how to part seas. Okay, well, Moses took a rod and then he did this and Moses did it like this. And let me practice. It's, there's no practice. There's no practicing. God will do what he said he would do. Period. God will do what he said he would do. And our job is to follow God. So, so Joshua could have tried to follow Moses and be like, oh, wait, you can't part the sea yet, God, because I got to find a rod. I remember when, when Moses did it, there was a rod. I don't have a rod, God. I got to go looking for a rod. Oh, no. But that's not what God told him to do. He said, look, have the priests put their foot in the water while they're carrying the ark. This is what you're supposed to do, Joshua. 
Don't stare at what somebody else did. Try to mimic. Oh, well, I noticed that when they, they, they prayed like this and when, when they prayed like this and they put the hand on the person's head like this and then this happened. No, no, no. Our job is not to, to mimic people that we've seen God's power work through in the past. Our job is to trust God. That's my part. Bevy says, keep trusting and believing that what seems impossible, God will take away our fears. Let us look at verse 15 through 16. Their feet touched the water at its edge and the water flowing downstream stood still. Hallelujah. Why did it stand still? At the word of God. This is what we've got to understand. It's not us. It's not Joshua. It's not our doing. It's at the word of God at the command of God. One of the things that, that, that it kept saying in the CSB translation, like in verse 13, it says, when the feet of the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, he says it twice. He identifies himself as the Lord of the whole earth. All of these things are under my command. It's basically what God is saying, under God's command. The Lord of the whole earth. Shoo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Queen Tina says, amen. It's God who changed me and set me on the right path. Today, I do not have to struggle with sexual immorality. I've been celibate for six years and have no desire for sex. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. Come on. It's God who does it, right? It's God who does it. April says, this is why it's important to surround yourself with like-minded people of God so that you can grow spiritually. I want to learn how to hear God so I can walk boldly. Come on. And one of the things that has helped me in hearing and understanding the Holy Spirit is as we read the scriptures, we begin to understand God's character. How does God move? What is important to him? What is important to him? Hallelujah. Colina says, yes, I don't want to be front and center, just not me. Plus, I have a bunch of littles that need me. Yeah, I I think maybe it's something that you said earlier that I that you're responding to. Cherie says, yes, we're all unique. So he works through each of us. His work through each of us will be unique, but all for a purpose of bringing him glory. Amen. There's so much here, y'all. And there's so many comments. I know I've missed some. Um, so I pray that even after this, you go through some of these comments um, in the live stream. But can we can we sit right there for a minute? What what Cherie said. Is she says we're all unique, so how God, how He works through each of us will be unique, but all for the purpose of bringing Him glory. This goes back to what is God's mission. What is God's mission? This goes back to that. Because a lot of times, if you're anything like me, I would get so focused on what my purpose was. What is my unique purpose? What am I supposed to do in the world? What am I? What am I? But the problem with that mindset is that we forget that we are but a part of God's overall mission. And so whatever he is calling us to do in whatever season of our life, because our call will change. Trust me. I thought it stayed the same. I thought we just did the same thing. But it'll change based on the needs of God, right? 
and what he wants us to what's what he wants us to do in that season of our life but it all goes under the main mission of god and what we see throughout scripture is that from the fall of man god's mission has been the redemption and reconciliation of humanity even though we are watching the children of Israel and we're watching how they're moving, we understand that the children of Israel is actually a setup for Jesus Christ to come. And we also understand that when Christ comes, he, brought, he makes it so that all the nations can come back to God through the redemption that he provides once we repent and accept him as our Lord and Savior, which brings us back into reconciliation with God. So this whole entire picture that we're seeing, we have to understand that God has a mission and it is redemption and reconciliation for humanity back to him. So when he does a miracle, it's not just so that we can be comfortable. It's not just so that we don't have to go through struggle. The miracles of God throughout scripture are so that people's eyes get directed back to him. So we have to understand this, even when we are like praying for our loved ones and we want our loved ones to live and not die and things like that. We have to understand for one, naturally speaking on this side of heaven, everyone's going to die. That's what we have to realize. But we also have to understand that when God does a miracle, like say extend someone's life when they should be dead or whatever, the purpose for it is not just so that we can all be comfortable and have our loved one. Because at some point the person is going to die, right? The purpose is so that the reconciliation and redemption of humanity, somehow that, that miracle that he performed lends itself to that. So we have to understand God's miracles in that context, that God has a main mission, that God has a main mission. And even with this, what we're seeing is that God is showing himself strong to the nations around. Because we just talked about Rahab. He's showing himself strong through the nations around by showing himself through the children of Israel. And what is happening? What's happening is that there are people from the surrounding nations, Rahab being a main one, but we're going to see others. There are people that are then going to choose God. Why? Because God's main mission is the redemption and reconciliation of humanity. That's why Rahab's story that we read yesterday is so imperative. Because she's basically saying, She's basically, the, the scriptures are basically saying that the, the testimony of them had gone out so greatly that it was changing the heart of the nations around, which goes back to what is the mission of God? Remember, some of you guys read Exodus with us. Remember when all those signs and wonders happened in Exodus and when they left Exodus, what happened? They went out in a mixed multitude, which means that there were people from Egypt that decided to leave with Israel. So even though we are identifying this as Israel, we have to recognize that there are people from Egypt, there are people from surrounding nations that are going into the promised land with Israel. Why? Because God's plan has always been the redemption and reconciliation of humanity. And we see how he does it throughout scripture. It is 
absolutely amazing. Willis says there is a purpose in everything. Everything God does on this side of heaven, everything God does on this side of heaven lends itself to the redemption and the reconciliation of humanity back to him. Come on. Donita said the moment we studied and the re- and that revelation showed up, the weight of life lifted off of me. Back to God is the whole goal. Come on. Back to God is the whole goal. Redemption and reconciliation for humanity. Back to God is the goal. Back to God is the goal. Back to God is the goal. Allison says, people leave jobs. People leave. Jobs end and change. Children grow up. All these things change by nature. But God stays the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This brings deep comfort and that nothing in the world can. Come on. Back to God is the goal. So when we read these, it's very easy to be like, oh, I wonder when God's going to use me to do some really great miracle like he used Joshua. Oh, I wonder when God's going to use me to do some really great miracle like Moses. But we have to understand that God's plan, although it includes miracles, the plan is the reconciliation, the redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to him. Do you remember when Jesus rose Lazarus from the grave? Oh, man, I'm sure that was an amazing sight to see. But why did he do it? Go back and read the story. Why did he do it? He did it for the people that were looking. So that they might believe who he was. Guess what? Lazarus still died, y'all. He died again. But the, the raising of Lazarus was for the people around to know that God was with them. It wasn't just to make life easy. It was so that we would know that God is present. And so that people would be redeemed, reconciled back to him. Woo-wee. So God has a purpose in the miracles he performs. He has a purpose in the miracles he performs. He has a purpose in the things he doesn't perform. He has a purpose in them both. But we can trust that God's mission has remained the same on this side of heaven, the redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to him. And we see that ever since the fall of man throughout the scriptures and in our lives today. Throughout the scriptures and in our lives today. Hmm. Hallelujah. Erica says this, do not be ashamed of your differences and personalities. I learned this and it's been hard, but it doesn't matter. We are all unique and God has a plan for us all. And the beautiful thing about our uniqueness, the beautiful thing about our uniqueness is that it all comes together for God's main purpose. And that is one of the beautiful things the timing and how he does things. It all comes together for what God is doing here on this side of heaven. 
Come on, Donnie, this is a revelation moment. I am okay with never being Moses or Joshua. There's still a purpose in the collective Israelites too. Donita doesn't have to be known individually, just thankful God remembers me. Come on. Come on. And, and, it, and we don't know what God's going to do in all of our lives, but just like Joshua had a part to play, so did the, the Levitical priests. They had a part to play. And so did those that were traveling. They had a part to play. And so did Rahab, who was still in Jericho. She had a part to play. Come on. Woo. Come on. And so did, so did what, what was it? Gad, the tribes of Gad and, and the tribes that already had their land, but were coming to fight alongside their brothers. They had a part to play. They all had a part to play. But what was it for? The overall purpose of God. So my individual purpose never, ever, ever trumps the overall mission and purpose of God. When Joseph was, was, was the assistant of Moses, his job was not to be Moses. His job was to be the assistant of Moses. Because why? Because in that season of his life, that was the part that he was to play for the overall mission of God. It's not my mission. It's not my purpose. It's God's mission, God's purpose. How do I align? How do I fit in God? What is it you would like me to do here, God? Maybe God is saying, I want you to take care of your home well. And some of us are like, that's it? You don't want me to do some like crazy miracle or like have a big Bible study in my house or like, like, like stand on a podium and preach the gospel? You just want me to like take care of my home? Yeah, because it's not about these grand moments. It's about the mission of God. And if God's using a grand moment in his mission, then so be it. And if God is using a, a, what we would consider a small moment, then so be it as well. Then so be it as well. Then so be it as well. It's God's mission. When we get aligned, when we get aligned to God, I want to understand your mission. And when we begin to realize that his mission and his purpose throughout the scriptures has remained the same. The redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to him. When we realize that, we're like, oh, this, oh. Like, like, like Donita said, it's a big weight lifted. It's a big weight lifted. I play but a small part in what God's big plan is. And he's utilized. This is what's so beautiful. This is what's so beautiful about Mornings with Jesus. Is because you have all these people coming together, carrying the part that they carry. And it comes together. And guess what's happening? People are being redeemed and reconciled to God. I've seen it. I'm watching it happen. We come to Mornings with Jesus bringing our little piece of the puzzle. Bringing our little piece of understanding. And we bring it. And guess what? People are saying all the time. Man, I've been studying the Bible with you guys and my life has been changing. I feel like I'm closer to God. I feel like I'm more connected to God and all this stuff. And what is happening? It's not Dominique, right? It's not Bailey. It's not Johnny. It's like everybody bringing the, the part that they have to play and God accomplishing his mission through the many parts. It is beautiful. And guess what? Sometimes we're looking for this huge purpose that we discount the daily purpose that God has us for. 
Sometimes we don't even realize that maybe something we typed in on Mornings with Jesus, God used that to change somebody else's life or hit somebody else's heart. Maybe we don't realize that when we took our child to their game and stood there and cheered them on, that God was doing something in their heart to bring them back to him. We have no idea what the little purposes are, but what we can say is that God's mission remains the same. The redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to him. Hallelujah. Shabrina says, amen. The potter God determines the purpose of his creation. And so just doing our part, he purposed for us, blesses him. Oh, good God. Just doing our part, he purposed for us. That day, blesses him. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Quintina says, all the disciples that Jesus chose were regular men. God has a special place in his heart for regular people like us. Allison says, carrying the part they carry, God will use each piece. Come on. Cherie says, everybody plays a part in God's mission. Bailey says, uh, amen. She says, uh, don't get it twisted. We serve God. He provides. Come on. <laughs> amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's so much good things here. Amen. I think I saw Hidden in Jesus here. Hey, brother. So glad to see you. Hallelujah. Colina says, you know the words of someone is true when it draws you closer to God. Come on. Hallelujah. God will accomplish what he said. God will accomplish what he said. God will do what he said he would do. will do what he said he would do. We see it happening in Joshua's life. We see it happening in Moses's life. We see it happening with the children of Israel. We see so many times where it's like, oh man, I thought God would have abandoned them by now. And You know, we see that God gets upset. We see all this. But God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his mission. God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his mission. 
And his mission is for us to be redeemed and reconciled to him. God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his mission. God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his mission. And honestly, one of the questions I'm just on my mind is like, will we be faithful to his word and to his mission? Will we be faithful to his purposes instead of focusing so hard on trying to find our unique purpose? God, maybe I don't know what my purpose is based on how, you know, self-help books and gurus explain it. Maybe I don't know, but you know what? I understand what God's purpose is and I'll be faithful to follow him. I'll be faithful to follow him. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what my grand purpose, my, 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 my purpose in life is. But guess what? God's purpose is the redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to himself. So I, I, Lord, teach me how to be faithful to your purpose, even when I don't know what my own is. Maybe it's not for me to know. Maybe it's just for me to be available. Lord, however you want to use me to accomplish your purpose, so be it. Help me, Lord, to be faithful to your word. Help me, God, to be faithful to your purposes. Oh, God, there's so much I'd want to do. There's so many things I want to do. There's so many things I might want to get done. But God, what is your purpose, your plan, Lord? Let me be faithful to your purpose. I don't know. I don't know if I got this big grandiose thing, but Lord, let me be faithful to your purpose. Joshua had no idea that God was going to use him to cross them into the promised land. He was just being faithful to being the assistant of Moses. For all everybody knew is Moses was going to be the one. Come on. Ooh, hidden in Jesus said, David said, Lord, listen, uh, Lord, listen to the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Many times I get caught up thinking, did I say words right? Is God going to hear me? Need exact words. God sees your spirit's heart. Ooh, come on. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all, God is so good. Anna says, I'm reminded that the promises of God extends to generations to come. Generations to come. (laughs) God will fulfill his mission, his purpose, his word. Lord, please help me to align myself to your purpose, your mission, your words. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to align ourselves to your purpose, your mission, your words. Help us to understand God. 
that you are you you will complete and fulfill your mission, your purpose, your words, not mine, but yours. Your mission, your purpose, your words. Mm. Hmm. Allison says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. I can trust God at his word because he will fulfill his word. I can trust God to be with me because he said he would never leave us nor forsake us. I can trust God at his word because he will fulfill his word his mission his plan i can trust god they 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 learned that they could trust god they could step into the water they didn't they may not have known exactly what god was going to do but they knew they could trust him Because God would do what he said he was going to do. God will always accomplish what he said he's going to accomplish. God's mission will be fulfilled. God is going to do what he said he would do. And the truth of the matter is we can... Worry and fret about it, which makes the journey a lot more, lot less enjoyable. Or we can just trust him because he's going to do it. Come on. Bevy says, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness, I'm still in your plan. This is my confidence, you never failed me yet. God is faithful to what he said. God is faithful to what he said. Quintina said, uh, Quintina, Quintina says, at this point in my life, God is my only hope. Everyone has forsaken me, but God is a constant force in my life. He never leaves me. He never will. His mission is the, the redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to him. Colina said, I know I'm jumping ahead, but the Lord used Joshua in crazy, mighty ways. He went so far to upset the laws of nature, making the sun stand still. Come on. You better give them spoilers. I love it. 
Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 God will do what he said he would do. Period. God would do what he said he would do, even if he has to go against the laws of nature and change some things. Why? Because as he said, he is the Lord. He is the Lord of the whole earth. Everything responds to him. God will do what he said he would do. God would do what he said he would do. God would do what he said he would do. God will do what he said he would do. He didn't change his mind. He's not, he's not afraid of your circumstance that you're in right now. He's not looking at your circumstance like, oh, well, you know, their circumstances is just too hard. It's just too hard. I can't do it right now. You know, I, whoo, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because there's circumstances. Uh-uh. Look, God parted the Red Sea when he needed to. God parted the Jordan when he needed to. Come on. God made the sun stand still when he needed to. God called regular people to accomplish things for God. God, 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 God did things he needed to. God got the testimony he needed to get to where he needed to get it. God did what he needed to do. God will always accomplish what he said he would do no matter what the circumstances look like in your life. If he said it, that settles it. He would do it. Trust God, that's my part. Trust God, that's my part. Trust God, that's my part. Man, I woo, I want to keep going, but I know we got to go. Trust God, that's my part. God will do what he said. Follow God, that's my part. Come on. Look at God, that's my part. That's my part. That's my part. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Whew. 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 Bailey said, anytime you see God say, I will, watch for the fulfillment of his word all throughout scripture. But she says, so just to envision this is something you have God's law, his will, his provision and his grace, his provision and his grace, the mercy seat going before all these people at a distance that allows all of them to see. Come on. 
Latrice is all that in the Ark of the Covenant. God knows what he's doing. He knows the picture he's painting. Ooh, we got to go. Because y'all know. Y'all know I will stay here forever. Because, my God, it's just, woo. Mm. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for being God. And, and for being faithful to your word and your mission. And we thank you. That your mission is for the redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to you. God, we thank you. That on this side of heaven, we are your mission. We thank you, God. That you didn't abandon us. That you didn't wipe your hands with us. We thank you. Lord, I pray that you help us to really. To really connect. And to, to really surrender. To your mission. Lord, help us to. To not keep focusing on our own mission, our own purpose, but to really surrender to yours and whatever that means, God. Whatever that means. If that means that we're in a season like Joshua was, where we're just serving, we're assisting, praise the Lord, so be it. Lord, if that's, the, if that's what you want us to do for the rest of our life until the day we die, so be it, Lord God. So that your mission, your purpose will be fulfilled. Lord God, if you're calling us to start a ministry or a blog or whatever, Lord, whatever it is, so be it. Lord, whatever it is, so be it, Lord. So be it. Lord God, if 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 you're if you're like the the place I want you to, to be right now it is in your home, taking care of your home. Lord, so be it. Lord, whatever it is, we want to. We want to work alongside you toward the accomplishment and the fulfillment of your mission. Lord, we know that, it, that, that your mission is already done. We just want to be a part of it, Lord. And we thank you, God, for the opportunity. Our, our life. We just want to love you with our life. Your mission is our mission. Your purpose is our purpose, God. Lord God, we take on your will unto us. We, we throw off all the things that we, we want. And Lord God, we say, God, what is your wants? What is your mission? And we surrender to you. Lord, we've tried it. We've tried it in the world. It doesn't work. We surrender to you, to your mission, to your purpose, to your plan, to your words, to your will. We give you our every moment and we say, Lord, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Allison says, thank you, God, for never forsaking me. 
for walking me through many hard seasons of my over my life. You are always with me. Your hand protects me. And I'm so grateful. Hallelujah. Praying for Cindy. Bevy says, pray for Cindy, a lady whom I had a conversation with. She's excitedly shared after going through a series of cancer treatments. She's now cancer free. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We will continue to lift Cindy up in prayer. Amen. I love Erica. She helps me out. Like, comment, share, share your thoughts um, in the comments and subscribe. Hit the notification. Join the app. <laughs> Come on, Erica. She made sure. Join the Faith Mamas Tribe app. If you're not a part of the Faith Mamas Tribe app, you can join the Faith Mamas Tribe app. Um, yes, please join. That's where we connect and we encourage one another and pray for. I'm telling you, them women in there, some prayer warriors. You drop a prayer in. I'm telling you, somebody praying. Somebody praying. Somebody praying. I love you guys so very much. I love y'all so very much. And yeah, I love y'all so very much. I pray that you have an amazing Thursday. We will be back again tomorrow as we study Joshua chapter four. That we keep going in the book of Joshua. I love you guys. I hope to see you in the app sometime today. Um, And then of course, Lord willing, we will be back here tomorrow to study Joshua chapter four. So I hope to see you then. Please feel free to invite a friend. This morning with Jesus time is growing and it's amazing to see. Uh, Share it with a friend, share it, whatever. Um, And I'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Love y'all. Bye for now. I told you God would show up. He always does. If today impacted your life in any way, would you consider giving a financial gift to Faith Mamas? That really helps us to continue to provide the Faith Mamas Tribe app for free, continuing to do Mornings with Jesus, as well as continuing to provide the absolutely free devotional guides. If this is something that God has laid on your heart, please go to faithmamas.org forward slash give. Your gift of any amount would really help this ministry continue to reach women for Christ. And don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Leave those comments of your big takeaways. We would love to hear from you. And lastly, don't forget to download the Faith Mamas Tribe app. If you're not there yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to build community right alongside you. And I'll see you next time for Mornings with Jesus.